Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. I am so excited about today's episode because I have three very special guests on. And I know I say that about every episode that I'm so excited, but today I'm really excited because I have my friends on today and we are here to talk about some women in ministry. And so I have three very special ladies and I want y'all to introduce yourselves, tell everybody who you are and what your role is here at the church. My name is Cindy and I am Jason's assistant. My name is Chevis, and I'm one of the worship leaders here on staff. And my name is Ebony, and I am Pastor Matt Pylan's assistant. And now these ladies, they, they say kind of that's their broad titles, but they're, they really wear many hats here at Bethlehem, wouldn't you say? You wear, wear Everybody lots of hats. Everybody wears yeah. many hats. Everyone does. <laughs> it's a team effort. That's it right. is. And so that's, uh, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're, we we lead ministry, we direct things, we're, you know, juggling lots of lots of stuff, and it's a lot of fun. And so we wanted to kind of come together and offer a perspective on ministry or, or even just kind of a working life, women working together, and offer some encouragement to the women in our church. Mm-hmm. And at a time, especially nowadays, a lot of us feel really isolated, um, you know, coming out of COVID and and 2020 and quarantine and all of those things, we have, have really been dealing with a lot of discouragement, isolation. And so we wanted to offer some hope and encouragement to the women in our church, especially, uh, because we all have a passion for that. We, we encourage each other on a daily basis. And so we are, you know, we, we have that and it's, it's awesome, but we wanted, we, we, when we got together and started talking and thinking like, what can we do to offer this to the women in our Mm -hmm. church? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with that. We want to, um, first of all, just kind of jump, jump in and talk about leading others. And many of you listening to this may be leading uh, in your own place of business. You may be leading small kids at home, uh, you know, leading or managing your house as a stay-at-home mom. And so we wanted to talk about self-care and self-leadership and how important that is. So ladies, uh, if you, if you want to lead others, you must first lead yourself. What are some ways that you lead yourself well? So one of the things that I learned right off the bat um, when I first started, uh, not not even um, on staff here at the church, but actually just being around um, the worship team and people like Joel and Stacy and Christy and Johnny Pence, one of the first things that I learned was um, you cannot physically lead other people unless you learn how to lead yourself mm, well. Correct. You can't spiritually lead them, emotionally lead them, or physically lead them anywhere. So mm. um, some of the things that I do, one of the things that I struggle with most is um, discipline. Discipline. Accountability is um, something that I like to put in place. So one of the things that I do personally um, is my husband and I have the Bible app 
the U version mm-hmm. app. And so we'll just read through a book in the Bible together. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not Josh that I'm reading through with, it's like someone else, like mm-hmm. Chloe, her and I have. There's been other people in student ministry um, that I read through with. And we just kind of, it's like, even if it's, it's not even necessarily a Devo, sometimes it's just like the book of Acts, two mm-hmm. chapters a day, you know? And so that kind of helps mm-hmm. me stay in the word. It's not hard for me to sit down with an acoustic and lead myself in worship, <laughs> but I had to learn how to do it. And it was really... Um, it was interesting and awkward at first because I remember sitting down going, okay, so in order to learn how to lead people in worship, I have to lead myself in worship. Mm. So what does that mean? Does that just mean like saying where I'm going? No, it's like just connecting with mm, the Lord yeah. um, and connecting myself to the to the songs that the Lord has given us, mm-hmm. um, whether they're original or whether their plan for that weekend, whatever it is. Um, That's awesome. And would you mm-hmm. say maybe that also includes like leading yourself in worship yes. when you don't feel like Absolutely. it? Absolutely. For sure. And that's the hardest. That's, I mean, I feel like that's where you actually learn to lead the best um, that's great. in mm-hmm. all aspects of life, not just worship, but there's definitely been times I have sat down and just honestly cried Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. because I was just frustrated or, you know, mm-hmm. had a sense of, you know, just um, discouragement or um, looking like I'm just kind of surrounded like by walls and I'll just sit down and start picking and immediately just Mm -hmm. get in the presence of the Mm -hmm. Lord and just be like, God, I trust you. Even if that's what I say over and over and over again, I don't sing any songs, you know? Um, But like I said, those, the worship aspect of it and sitting down with my acoustic is, it doesn't take a lot of discipline to do, but Mm -hmm. word and prayer and things like that do because we come really dependent on ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, in order yeah, to lead do. people, we have to learn how to lead yeah. ourselves through yes. all of the times, all of the hardships, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of the, I don't feel like it, not today. Right. Yeah. So, I yeah. love, Chevis, that you gave the example of that Bible app because like yeah. that is so, that's such a great tool to use with for anyone. And we are we're reading through the Bible in a year with our kids. Yeah. Now we've invited all of our kids <laughs> to join <laughs> us in this journey <laughs> and we can see who's reading it every yeah. day. And you know, I, not everybody hits every single day, but it's like... <laughs> The day that they read it, that's one more day that they right. did, that's you know, exactly instead right. of, uh, yeah, instead that of reading, check mark. yeah, that little check bottom, mark. You're like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I missed two days. Yeah. <laughs> Josh's is always there. Yeah. He's so disciplined. Well, and and I, told my, I told my kids too, I was like, you know what? Even if you get behind, if you, there's no magic in reading the Bible in a year, that's right. You know, right. but that's if good. you read it in a year and a half, yeah. hey, that that's cool you did too. Yeah. 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 For sure. So Ebony, what are some ways what are some ways that you can uh, share with us that you lead yourself? Well, you know, I, I'm glad you asked that question because it's leading ourselves is, is one of those things where you think self self care is kind of those, one of those things that it's a buzzword. You, you can't you have to fake it till you make it. You can't fake it till you make it. You mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. be intentional right. with where you're going, your spiritual health. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, when I start to feel um, sort of funky mm-hmm. in my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's, it is worship. Mm-hmm. I have to stop. I have to, I just have to just really connect with God mm-hmm. and get everything else out of the way, all distractions and just worship. Worship is something that just, it, it, it speaks to my soul. Um, even in, like you said, when you don't feel like it, Mm-hmm. That's when you know you need it. Yeah. Um, accountability for sure. Mm-hmm. Surrounding myself with women mm-hmm. who I know will encourage me, who yeah. will call me out on my crap. Yes. If I can say crap, I don't know if I can say that, <laughs> but will call me no. out when yes. we're going to leave it in. You know, I, you have to surround yeah. yourself mm-hmm. with women yeah. like that. Yeah. It's That'll important. tell you things you don't want to hear. Yeah. That's for good. sure. Yeah. And I think part of that 
the word authenticity and vulnerability is a buzzword as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to, mm-hmm. you have to give that to receive it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you're not going to be authentic and vulnerable with somebody, then they're not going to be with you. True. And so for you to lead somebody in that, to be vulnerable, to be authentic in their walk with the Lord, you have to reciprocate that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that's huge in that I can sit in a room and know that if I share something I'm struggling with, you three ladies, and I know, she, and Shevis definitely has done it, I know, she'll say, you know, you have to apologize for that. And I'm like, oh, do I really? <laughs> really? And she's like, uh, yeah. Cindy said the same thing to me before, too. Yeah. And we so, have a mutual understanding. <laughs> and it was just this moment of, but thank you. She gives me the grace to share my feelings. Mm-hmm. And you and you've all done that. I sat and cried mm-hmm. with you. You give me the grace to share my feelings, but you also give me the accountability mm-hmm. to put me in the truth right. and mm-hmm. to point that's me good. to the truth. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's what that's I love huge. about, um, especially you three ladies here. Um, you know, I haven't known you very long. I've been on, I've been on staff for 13 months now. Mm-hmm. Angela and same. I started same, same uh, time last year, but um, we are, we're allowed to be in those feelings, mm-hmm. but you guys won't let me stay you in those feelings. Yes. And that's, that's, yeah. that's so important to have people like that in your life. And I think for me, y'all were saying worship, I learned about 12 years ago, because well, almost 13, because it happened right after my first son. I am a lover of Bible studies, but I had fallen into topical. Mm. And so about 12, almost 13 years ago, I realized, no, it's the books of the Bible. I want to study a book of the That's Bible. Good. And so for me, it's the Word, mm-hmm. like getting in the Word and finding just, I'll start in Psalms at the very beginning, and I yep. can't tell you how many times I've read Psalms all the way through, and just reading His Word mm-hmm. and reminding me, mm-hmm. Lord, where are you? Lord, have you abandoned me? Mm-hmm. Yet you are still with me. Yet yes. you're my God who leads me. And so for me, it's the Word that does that, yes. and then just the prayer. Mm-hmm. Um one little thing that I've shared a lot of times with people is that my prayer life was some completely changed after reading um, the Armor of God, the Priscilla mm-hmm. Shire thing, so that we're doing this whole spiritual warfare thing mm-hmm. is super personal for me. It changed my prayer life. But another thing, about six years ago, a friend of mine told me, take your prayers, write them all down, anybody, any person that you're praying for, and I've divided them up. So on Monday, I pray for my immediate family. I pray for myself. I pray for my husband. I pray for my children. Um, And then there's a couple other people. Then on Tuesday, I will pray for... my mom, my dad, my whomever. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, I'll pray for my husband's mom, his dad, his siblings. On Thursday, I pray for this and that. And so it's not that I, I can't pray for mm-hmm. y'all on another day, right. but I know that on Saturdays, I pray for the ladies on staff. Right. And that on sat on Sunday, maybe it's backwards. I'm trying to remember. doesn't matter. I think it's Friday, the ladies on staff. Saturday, the men on staff. Mm-hmm. And so I have it divided up so, so that I know that I'm my heart just needed that organization in my prayer. And my mind needed that organization in my prayer. So it helps me It helps with your attitude as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. And it helps me focus. It helps me not distract myself. Oh, I got to pray for that person. And it can feel overwhelming too. Yes, exactly. It does. Mm -hmm. I love that. I like that because that actually, so that really segues nicely into our next question about kind of starting small. So I think a lot of times we think that in order to be used by God, we have maybe this big grandiose plan of what that should look like. And in order to, for it to count mm-hmm. or to matter, that it's got to be something huge. And Cindy, I, what you just said, like, that's just blowing me away. Like the discipline that you pray for everybody, you have set days yeah. 
And that that seem that might seem so small, but I can't think of like a better way to use your time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and how important that is and mm-hmm. how much you are accomplishing. We just came out of this series about spiritual warfare and here, you know, you're going to battle for people, mm-hmm. you know, that you work with and that you're friends with, you know, you could do that. You know, those of you listening, you could do that daily in your lives as well. And it's, again, it's starting small. So that's a really great example of starting small and trusting God with the results. Mm -hmm. So some of you may uh, feel like you're called to lead a small group. And that's a really great way, you know, to start small, no pun intended. (laughs) But um, talk about, you ladies talk about some time, a time in your life where the Lord called you to do something where, you know, it maybe seemed small or it seemed like it was a, a small baby step, but you trusted him with the results and and uh, and you saw great fruit come out of it as a result. So this is what I'll say about just starting small and trusting Lord with the small the Lord with the small things. Um, for me personally and my family personally, it was our money. Mm. And whenever Josh got saved, I remember I was not yet saved and yeah. he was like how like we didn't even have really any christian friends mm-hmm. but i remember him processing through i have to give what like how much money yeah <laughs> yeah um and that's good I, and he had you know i remember him yeah. going through all right I, he had a pastor friend that he worked with one of the electricians at work what are the odds he was like um start with 10 dollars a week Mm-hmm. It's not about the 10%. Don't think about the number, mm. just the heart behind mm-hmm. the giving. Right. Um, and so he started with that and I watched, it was like, mm. as he gave faithfully, it overflowed to me, the wife, Yes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it does, because mm-hmm. that's what the word says is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and because of his faithfulness and eventually, you know, I obviously surrendered my life to the Lord and had the same kind of experience mm-hmm. where I didn't fully understand how, you know, okay, so now I'm in this too. I'm giving my money as well. (laughs) What does that look like? You know, do we just do this number? Do we just give 10%? Is this, it was like the Lord just kind of, um, broke all of the, the like expectations that I had of what that was supposed to look like off of me and showed me how Mm. test me in that area and watch me work. And I just was like, I'll give you whatever you want, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want, you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it started really small with Josh Mm -hmm. at $10 a week. You know, awesome. back before I was even saved and our money yeah. was separate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Rightfully so, you know? Yeah. I mean? um, and so, and just watched it grow into, we don't, there's, there's no part of our life that we look at that we're like, well, if we give, it could, it could, no, we know God's going to show mm-hmm. up big no matter what he asks us yeah. to do. Because you you're know? faithful with the small, faithful yeah. with that one, yeah. that yeah. one step that he's asking you to yes. take. Yeah. That's awesome. It just shows that he is trustworthy and he's good and yeah. he's faithful yeah. and he fulfills his promises. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing in the Bible where he says, test me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say for us about, I mean, I'll base everything on the ages of my kids. So about nine years ago, uh, we, we started coming in 2011 in Bethlehem and started serving. They just asked and they needed help. And then one of the areas we started serving was high school ministry. And myself and another lady co-led a high school girls group at my house. And that group was the catalyst for a major shift in my own family. It was such an example to our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a three-year-old and really a newborn or one-year-old. But um, in that season, we read 
multiple books with those girls, but one of the books that we read was so impactful that I gave it to my husband. And so we said, okay, we're going to read it together. So we read this book and that was the shift Hmm. in our marriage. We can point to that season of, okay, we're not just going to live morally. We're going to live biblically. Mm. We are going to be different. We are drawing a line in the sand and our family will be different. Our children will be different. We are going to be different and we're okay with that. We we just, we wanted to be set apart and uh, we both can point to it. We can point to, Mm. um, there was some spiritual warfare after that season when we made that decision. Um, That's when we started doing family devotions. Mm -hmm. Like it just wasn't really even on our radar at that season. And that was when it really was turning a corner. But it started with, hey, they need help leading small groups for high school girls. And I had just, I served in a student ministry in my former position. And so I love high schoolers. I Mm -hmm. love students. And so I was like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But it all started with that moment Mm -hmm. uh, to -hmm. where we are now. I don't think we would, I know we would not be where we are now without that season and that shift in our family. Yeah. That's awesome. So I know I didn't give you this question ahead of time, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I just it's a, <laughs> no it's pressure. A pop quiz, pop quiz question. <laughs> okay. So okay. what can we tell? How can we encourage women that might feel right now like when you're talking about maybe giving and they maybe their cups feel empty mm-hmm. right now? How, what would you say to encourage someone who is who wants to give or wants to serve but is maybe afraid? Like if I give or pour out, what am I going to have left? Or how mm. am I going to you know is my cup going to be empty. What, what could, what could you say to, to that person? I would say you start small. Mm -hmm. I mean, like like we're talking about because, um, Ebony leads our guest services. Mm. And so I think that is such a great opportunity to start small. You're not necessarily leading high school girls or a small group of students or, or even an adult group. You are a smile and (laughs) your smile, you're welcoming and, and the greeting teams that you serve with become Mm. your accountability. They become your people, they become your community. And so I think you just start small. And you find that through that, you are your cup is filled up. Mm, that yeah. is so true. Yeah, that's, that's I wanted it. to. Yes, I, I used to serve in Midtown with Mandy, and I used to the fourth and fifth grade girls, and I just love those little girls so much. And I would go sometimes feeling kind of like you know, kind of beat up from the the week, but then go sure. in and feel like I didn't really have a lot to give. But then they ended up giving to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just this really sweet exchange yeah. where. You know, just the, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing to pour out. So that's, that's awesome. Good. So let's talk about seasons of waiting, which, you know, for for many of us, I think, <laughs> Shevis, you probably <laughs> know waiting more than anyone. Shevis is waiting weeks. to give birth any moment now. <laughs> um She's four weeks away from her due date. So we all go through seasons of waiting. And what that means is kind of like, you know, the Lord is giving you a promise or a vision, or you have an idea of how something, maybe mm-hmm. a vision or a, a plan, a, something that you want to see happen in your in your life. And then, but you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So you have a vision, but you have to kind of go through this process of learning to trust him mm-hmm to make it happen in his timing and in his way. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about like, what, what can we do in those times to give us strength and stay encouraged? I know for me, for a personal example, the Lord called me into ministry when I was in my twenties and that's all I wanted to do. That is literally all I wanted to do. I wanted to serve God and tell others about Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
And then I had four kids really close back to back and I was in that world for a really long time and I loved it and I felt like that's where my heart was and God called me to that and and so I was raising four small kids and loved it and it was great. And then but but I I still had that vision or that idea of like why well, there's other things that I want to do mm-hmm. also. And I had these like communicating skills, I wanted to write, I wanted to speak, I wanted to do these other things. But I didn't see how all of that was going. Like, mm-hmm. how do How's you it do that? Fit together? Yeah, how do you? How does that fit? Mm-hmm. But then the Lord called me back into ministry, and I started working here last year. And it's just amazing to see how all of those paths have kind of converged. Mm-hmm. And it's really miraculous, like in a way that I could not have made that happen. That was totally Him. So, how can we encourage others who may be in that in that process where they're waiting to see something fulfilled? Well. I, uh... As a parent, and I think all of us here, we, we could say we know what that's like to be in a waiting of period with your children, mm. um, especially when it comes to their spirituality. Um, my daughter, who's 19, and mm. I can she's going to kill me that I, I'm talking about her, <laughs> but this isn't anything that we haven't discussed together. Um, for me, it's been one of those things, having to trust God to do the work in her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through his will and not my will, because the things that I expect her to do and the things that I want to see and the way I want to see her change um, is is not God's plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having to let go of that and Mm -hmm. say, Lord, I trust you. But the way he's encouraged me through that waiting process is he shows me little glimpses of Mm -hmm. where she's where she's growing and how she's changed. And I'm not going to cry. Oh, no, I totally get that. I relate to everything you're saying right now because I have an almost 18 year old who's in a similar stage of life. And I think maybe this is maybe moms for who have teenagers at that age. They're at this crossroads and the world can seem so big and overwhelming. And you see in them what God, you know, you're like, I see all this potential and all this amazing, all these gifts that he's given you. Yes. And they don't maybe see it. Yeah. You know, so I get that. I'm I'm in that same boat. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I think that, too, when you think through the waiting, Jason has talked about, do I focus on my picture or God's sovereignty? Mm -hmm. And so, and that honestly is in any relationship. And of course, as a parent, mine are younger, so Mm -hmm. we're we're still quite not there. But I look at it through also how how I think a family member or a friend or even Mm -hmm. my husband I think he should do this, or I think he mm. should change this way, or yes. I think he we should know grow this best, way. Because right? I know what's best. Of course I mean, do. God, I have good ideas. Yes. I have good plans. You do I do have good ideas. I do Cindy. have good ideas. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and so I feel like I have really good ideas, God. I mean, I think I think that Stephen should do this, and I think Chevis should do this, and I think mm-hmm. Angela should do right. So we, yeah. I have all these thoughts. But that's not his timing. Right. And that's right. not the way he wants <laughs> it to be for them. Yeah. And I'm going. Well, yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> but it's it's so it's so freeing when we we yeah. take yes. a step back mm-hmm. and when we see, oh God, God loves my mm-hmm. children way right. more than I ever could. That's, you yes. know, shame You're on so me for right. thinking that yeah. I'm the only one who loves my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's, that's but when good. we take a bet when we take a step back and look at that, I mean, the possibilities are just yeah. yes. it's I can't even wrap my head around yeah. it. Do you find, Ebony, that in that season, because I'm not quite there yet, is there an excitement? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm excited yes. to see what my children will be as teenagers, but 
you're you're through that season yeah. with her. And so I just am, I'm excited for you. Yes, it, there is to, some excitement and, yeah. you know, her and I can talk about it and, and I'll brag on her and yeah. say, I'm so proud of you. And she, she she'll roll her eyes or whatever. But <laughs> it's just it's a different relationship that we yeah. have, you know, mm-hmm. so we're, we're not friends yet, but sure. we're getting there. So it, it is exciting to know that. Yeah. And, I, and, and I look forward to that. Yes. Like that gives yes. me hope yes. watching how you parent to see how what a great mom you are yeah. that gives me hope in that mm-hmm. okay yeah i will get there with mm-hmm. my children mm-hmm. lord willing yeah <laughs> i read something today that said that teenagers go through this na- the natural phase of kind of disconnecting themselves you know cuz they're trying to find themselves, find themselves as yeah. yeah as adults and so we're kind of you know we're, we're experiencing that a little bit so that's that's a challenge, it you know, challenge. and I'm, I'm looking around the table and we've all got kids that are kind of in different phases, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and again, that, that goes back to the encouragement part for those who are listening. If yes. you don't have women in your circle who are in different phases sure. and stages of mm-hmm. lives, yes. then it's, it's hard to find hope. It's hard mm-hmm. to see, okay, it will get better. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, this, this is a That's process good. and I see what's going to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than being able to go, okay, Ebony, um, how, did you, how did you handle that? Uh, Here's what I did wrong. You've already had a 12-year-old, so what did yes. you do? Yes. And, so you know, weird. Angela, you've been through this. How do I, yeah. how do yeah. I handle that? Yes. Yeah. Because and it's life-giving. Yes, it is it life-giving. Is. And that's what, like, being in a small group, I know this is kind of a, you know, little shameless plug <laughs> shameless for small plug. groups. Like, it is so vital yeah. to be able to get that kind of feedback from other women because mm-hmm. you get in your head we get in our heads about like, I'm the only one who's dealing with this. I'm isolated. I must be a weirdo thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody else struggles with this. And that is such a lie from Satan. It is is such a lie. And we need each other to kind of call, call that out. Community is important. Yes. Community is vital. Mm -hmm. And that's where we grow. That's Mm -hmm. where we grow closer to one another and to Christ. Yes. And it's, it's, it's crucial. So if you haven't joined, it's not too late to sign up for a small group, get in one today, especially mm-hmm. ladies. We need we yeah. need community yeah. for sure. Our leadership mm-hmm. keeps saying nothing healthy happens in isolation, mm-hmm. and that's so just that stuck so with me. True. Yeah, yep. and I think I mean, we saw a lot of that happen last year, twenty twenty, yeah. with yes. you know, unfortunately, yes. we had circumstances that did require us right. to be in isolation for a period, a period of time. But mm-hmm. coming out on the other side of that, it's how how do we get back into community? How do we mm-hmm. have that accountability? And I think you know, another plug here groups that's yeah. that's yes. you're right yeah. that's you're key right. yeah so what what are some of the biggest challenges I think you know it's funny I asked the campus pastors this question um a couple you know several weeks ago and it was a great answer that was all unanimous so like what's the biggest challenge that you've faced in ministry and their like unanimous answer was 2020 <laughs> the year 2020 the entire year and that may may be our same answer here but what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced kind of recently, maybe in either workplace, ministry, talk about it. Well, for me, I mean, I've never been in ministry prior to now. So 13 months in, I'm like, okay, I still have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I still second guess myself. Like, why do they want me here? Um, So the biggest challenge for me is um, making sure that I am keeping up with everyone else, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, 
right, bringing myself up to a level with those who are on, on the team here mm-hmm. um, and, and making sure that I'm always growing, making mm-hmm. sure that I am leading myself well yeah. and leading others well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been the biggest challenge and making sure that I don't let the enemy deceive me and saying that, yeah, you know, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Right. You don't need to be right. here. And right. then I start to spiral down in those thoughts. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that, also that be- like, too, like making sure you're doing your part. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Yes, like you, yeah, yes, I, for I, sure. I get that. Yeah, I've been in ministry a long time, and what I have learned is that I'm still a hot mess. That's the <laughs> that's what I would love for good. everybody to know is that just because you're in ministry doesn't mean that that's your good. kids are not fighting and that I did not holler at them before we got in the car, and <laughs> that my husband and I don't have a disagreement, mm. and that um, I did not get to put a checkbox on the Bible app the other morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm taking temperatures and like, okay, is he sixty? Nothing. And so, <laughs> but also knowing that the Lord is not pointing his finger at me, right. going, you did Shame. not. Shame, shame, shame. shame. You did not put a check mark. And so I think that it's, we are still living our lives, Mm -hmm. that there are still moments where I have to turn around and look at my kids and go, I am so sorry. I am Mm -hmm. off my game this morning. I apologize. That's so important you said that because I have, I have friends who now that they know that I work here, (laughs) that I'm in ministry, they're like, you know, they, they'll, they'll say different things. We can't say that. And you're like, I'm still me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get that straight. But it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's like, no. I, I'm still me. Yeah. I am still I'm me. Still messing up, y'all. Yes. 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 Still dropping milk on the floor the I other day. I think I remember what I I had never I'm with I'm with Ebony. I had never worked in ministry and by in ministry, I don't mean that just because we work at a church we're the only ones in ministry. I right. believe oh, every right. job That's you have good. as a believer in Jesus, yeah. you're yeah. in full time ministry That's whether exactly you like it or yeah. not. And the hardest thing about it, so really if you just the question, what's the hardest thing about being a Christian? Is God is never gonna stop asking you for everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Joel wow. told me that right at the very beginning, I had been saved like six months and I was just walking through some stuff and he was like, you know, the Lord's never gonna stop asking you for everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, what kind of things? Like, what is it, you know? Yeah. And so, like you said, you're all like we are we're never gonna be fully sanctified right. until we get to heaven and right. meet Jesus face to face. And that process is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult whether you work at a church, whether you work at Aikens, whether you yeah. work, wherever you work. Yeah. Um, I worked in the construction field before I came here. I worked around a lot of, mm-hmm. of rough dudes and I, you know, you and then I got hat. saved. And I, when I went on job sites, I had to wear a hard hat. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, just the shift that happened in my life and the things that I was starting to experience mm-hmm. conviction wise, it yeah. bothered me yeah. because I, yeah. I I was so like wrapped up in my identity and all these things sure. and who I was. And they created, you know, I created this, this persona sure. of Chevis mm-hmm. and then I met Jesus mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, so now you're going to show me who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And that's the hardest thing. Wow. But then you start seeing, you start letting things go and living open handed yeah. opposed to, okay, but this is what I require. And it, then all of a sudden these people are coming into my office going, so let me just ask you this question about church. Let yeah. me just ask you. And I'm like, you talk about ill-equipped. I'm like, I don't even know that Genesis is the first book of the Bible and that Revelation is the last at this point, and you're asking me questions. <laughs> like, I don't have any idea, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like, I think that that has been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely the hardest thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even now, sanctification yeah. is just not, it is. it's not always a fun yeah. place to be. Well, but I had to kind of get over that too. Like coming in, I, I was, I came from a, 
you know, we managed a small business. We, you know, owned and operated a small business before this. And so I did see like, like my job as my vocation or right. my vocation is ministry. Mm-hmm. But then kind of coming into this, you know, over the past year, I've kind of had to do some, I guess, some deconstructing of sure. like what it means, yeah. you know. Instead of climbing that ladder, you go down. Right. You know? That is mm-hmm. yes. Everybody else <laughs> is going Jesus is going yes. down. The yes. way yes. up yeah. is down, yes. and and it's it's mm-hmm. about serving others yeah. and washing dirty feet yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's doing doing that yeah. what he calls us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And I'm so glad, Chevis, that you brought that you brought that point up that being in ministry isn't doesn't mean working for right. church. No, it's yeah. that's exactly it, your, yes. your ministry We're is your classroom if you're a teacher or your soccer team or your neighborhood. Yeah. You go. Mm-hmm. That's important. Every yeah. store you walk into, the people turn into souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing, it's, it's so easy sometimes. I catch myself. I've, I said this a few weeks ago. I was like, I sometimes walk into a place and I'm like, I don't want to make eye contact with anybody right now because I don't want the Lord to tell me to do something. <laughs> I'm so selfish. But it's ministry that's right. living, surrendered, and going, yeah. Lord, who's in here today that needs to hear that's from right. you? Who that's needs right. encouragement? Who is going to get right. set free today? Because, mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. a simple, hey, did you know, like, this is so awkward, but like Jesus loves you. And I feel like I'm just supposed to come over here and tell you that. Yeah. And is there anything I can pray for you about really wow. fast? Yes. Would that make you uncomfortable? Wow, Nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. Just like, it's crazy to them maybe, or maybe they're a Christian and they're just in need yeah, of like, need some hope God sees me. That's mm-hmm. happened to me, right. you know? So that's why I just, I have to remember that yeah. there's been people that have put themselves out there for me yeah. and oh, God yeah. spoke to me through it and, mm-hmm. and answered questions through those, those people's obedience. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is, yeah. Isn't it great sometimes? I I I realized when I was like I was so kind of caught up in like proving myself and kind of making it seem like you know I am qualified, and then the Lord kind of got a hold of me, and He was like. None of y'all are qualified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. I qualify you. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. so freeing to yeah. kind of come to that realization. Mm-hmm. It was like I, it, I, it is a privilege and a blessing that yeah. I get to be a part of. The, like He allows us. Yes. To. Yeah work with him and, yes. and, 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 you know, and yes. be his representatives. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably one of the greatest joys that I have found is that, is that where he permits us to serve, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, with him. Anytime anybody experiences Jesus, mm-hmm. those moments, mm-hmm. and it can be the moment of salvation. It can be yes. a Sunday of baptism. It could be a marriage restored. It could be a conversation yes. where the scales fall off yes. and that person goes, Oh, mm-hmm. that's what Jesus is doing. Those moments, mm-hmm. I mean, those mm-hmm. are my greatest joys. Yes. That to be to witness it or to be a part of it or to hear about it. Yep. Yeah. It is just like, thank you, Lord, that I even yeah. got to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that is just another glimpse of your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. That is just yeah. another glimpse of his kingdom here on this earth. And yeah. I'm telling you what, it just fires me up. I yes. just love it. Love that love is my favorite. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, Ebony, what is it? What's been your greatest joy over the past year? Uh, I'd have to second what Cindy said. Yeah. Just just hearing the stories of redemption, and mm. you know the the marriages that have been restored, the prodigal sons and daughters that have returned yeah. home, yeah. the addictions that have been mm. broken. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's it's to be able to witness that and mm. to to see that it's it it fires me up. Yeah. <laughs> it, does. Yeah. it fires me up. Yeah, I love it. It stokes that fire in your yeah. belly that the Lord gives you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we do what we do, mm-hmm. you know, is to see people get set free. Yeah. That's the best thing. Yeah. And I love it. I love um, Sunday mornings getting to worship with the whole church, mm-hmm. um, especially, I mean, through COVID, y'all. I remember the on the football field in June. 
listen, that <laughs> fed my. I mean, I remember the first. That was the first time we had been in this auditorium empty for mm, not. Months. You know, thank the Lord, it wasn't a whole year, but I mean, right. it was a long time of three months. of coming here, and and it was just empty, and it kind of became. Okay, are we just going to get through it for me? Yeah. You know, I was yeah. thinking that. I was just like, okay, let's just get through it. And then the little red light would go off on the camera, and you it was just silent. Mm-hmm. You just sit there, and the, you know, and then all of a sudden, there's all these people on the football field, and they're just ready. Yeah. As soon as a one chord strikes, they're like, <laughs> yeah. I just cried. I was like, yep. God, you are so worthy. You're so good. Mm-hmm. Through all the seasons of life, through all the awkward things that we see coming, that we don't see coming, whatever it is, like just getting to see people set free and chains fall off of mm-hmm. people is worth yeah. anything that we have life. to go That's through. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. I love it. I'm I love it. I love That's what awesome. we get to do. And mm-hmm. I love that God invites us to do yes. this. Mm-hmm. Yes. He invites us. Okay, ladies, so if we would, if you had a piece of advice, a word of encouragement for our listeners today, what is something that you would love to leave them with? I would say you are not alone. That is it right there. You are not the only one going through what you're going through. You are not alone at home with your little ones. Mm -hmm. You are not alone sitting in the office. The enemy wants to isolate us, make us think we're all by ourselves and deceive us in that. And you are not alone. And the other caveat for me on that is don't trust your emotions. Mm. Yes. Emotions (laughs) will lead you down a slippery slope. And that is not (laughs) something that we want to slide down. Right. And emotions are a gift and they're they're from the Lord, but they're not to lead us. Right. Right. Exactly right. So and, and I would honestly think, I would honestly say that. If you feel alone and you honestly mm. don't know where to turn, all it takes, and it doesn't have to be a phone call, it could be an email, just FYI, it's mm-hmm. like Chevis at Bethlehem, Ebony at Our Bethlehem prayer Church, wall. prayer wall. Prayer wall. Yes. I mean, anybody, anybody, any of these ladies, anybody on staff would love to sit down and talk or just text or anything because you just, you're not alone. Yeah. Right. That's it. Right. That's, That's right. Good. That's key. And also, I would say to to the to whoever's listening to this, like you know, right now we are all kind of in a in a ministry workplace, but we haven't always been there. And mm-hmm. so, you know, this applies to you no matter what season of life right. that you're in. So you're not alone. The Lord wants to use you. Mm-hmm. He has got you in the season that you're in, and He knows where you are. He sees you. Mm-hmm. He hears you, and He wants to use you. Yeah. Yes. And so I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are, you know, we've all been in in those situations and those seasons of life. And whether you're working in an office in a cubicle, you are God's representative. That's right. You can start small. You can serve. You can lead. You can wherever God has planted you. So we just wanted to bring you that word. We wanted to encourage you and and we're praying for you. And thank you so much for listening and ladies thank you so much for for coming and hanging out with me thank you and for having us. You. it was, great. It, was, was fun. it fed my soul and we we, we pray that it uh it that it feeds yours so thanks for listening and we will see y'all next time